Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We got chili on the Traeger Grill. It's football weather. Well, at least we're going to make it feel like football weather. Welcome to the program, college football. Got a full slate of games. Not big games, but full slate of games coming up this weekend. We'll run those down for you. Your phone calls are welcome. We'll get to those coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Bucks Heat game three tonight. Maybe the Greek freak can find his Michael Jordan somehow on that roster. And the Rockets Lakers, that'll be game one. The Raptors win it at the buzzer. A brilliant play design by Nick Nurse. Kyle Lowry with the perfect pass and uh, OG hits the shot. Celtics still up two games to one. Clippers rolled over the Nuggets. I don't know if it's a trend, but something to keep an eye on that you had games four, five, and six against the Denver or Utah Jazz. Jamal Murray averaged 47 a game. Since then, game seven and then last night, averaging 14 and a half points per game. Larry Scott, the Pac 12 commissioner, has surfaced and he will join us coming up. We were wondering why he would be doing an interview because Pac 12 has been kind of quiet since they decided that they were going to close up shop and not have fall sports, fall football, and now all of a sudden there are signs of life with the Pac-12. I don't have any updates on the Big Ten. A lot of information going back and forth. I've tried to cut through that. I don't want to give you speculation, rumor, innuendo. I'm trying to get you, you know, what is sourced out, what is fact. I don't have anything right now. And it's, it's really, the Big Ten went radio silent. I don't know if that's by design, that, you know, that's the initiative is don't say anything to anybody. Coaches aren't going to be available for interviews. Athletic directors aren't going to be available for interviews. Now, there were reports yesterday that we would have a vote with the presidents and chancellors either today or tomorrow. 
Now, there have been subsequent reports saying that is not true. That is not going to happen. No vote is imminent, is uh, what uh, Dennis Dodd of uh, CBS Sports put out. No vote is imminent. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. This is what I've already been told. The commissioner of the Big Ten, Kevin Warren, wants to know what everybody's vote is before they take a vote. He wants to know, are we going to play football? Can we play football? And the reason why I go back to what I told you about October 10th is that's the latest you can start and get in a 10-game schedule and then qualify to be able to play in the playoffs. That's why October 10th is, is the key date. And that you got five weeks from tomorrow to be able to come back and play. I don't know if it's going to happen. I was told it was a long shot, but I was told they're targeting October 10th. No matter what chatter you hear, they're still discussing, can they play? Michigan football, high school football, they decided that they're going to play. They just decided that. High school football in Ohio, they're playing. You got football in Iowa. You got football in Nebraska. You know, there, there are you know, schools that want to play. I don't know. There was a, a, a doctor who put out information yesterday at Penn State, since had to walk back some of that information of players who have tested positive. But I don't know what Michigan State wants to do. I don't know. I don't think Northwestern's going to play. I don't know about Rutgers. But you're running out of time. You got five weeks uh, starting tomorrow to get to October 10th. That's why the day. So that day was singled out by my source. It wasn't, hey, try to start the first week in October or the third week. It was October 10th. That's why this is being discussed behind the scenes. Let's see if we have a vote, but I'm going to guess that commissioner is going to know what that vote is and how many yes votes will it take for the Big Ten to be able to cobble together a schedule. Pac-12, I'm not quite sure, but we're going to find out in an hour from now when their commissioner, Larry Scott, joins us. Yes, Pauline? Dan, and if the Big Ten started on uh, October 10th, they basically have 10 weekends to play college football until the weekend of December 12th. And no bye weeks. Right, no bye weeks. And the uh, three days after that, December 15th, is when ESPN and everybody does the big selection show of the Final Four. So the hay has to be in the barn before December 15th. The New England Patriots made it official yesterday. Cam Newton will be their starting quarterback. Who saw that coming? They first signed him. The Patriots talked about him competing with Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer. But Newton is a former MVP, and all reports are he looks like a you know a starting quarterback. I'm not going to say MVP, but he looks good. All the makings of great comeback story, and he's had serious health issues. You know, two shoulder surgeries. He had uh, a foot injury, the Liz Frank injury that cut uh, short his 2019 season. And for a while, it looked like he might be going the Andrew Luck route. A lot of talent, promise, too many injuries, and then you bow out at an early age. But you know, he's gone to a Super Bowl. He won the MVP. He was even named captain. Although I had a former NFL player who texted me this morning and said, uh, you know, because I said, hey, Cam, captain. He goes, if your quarterback is not one of your captains, then your quarterback is not respected. And I went, okay. Feels like that's an automatic rubber stamp, and you're the quarterback, and you're one of our captains. I don't know how it's going to work offensively, but they, they are interesting now. They're usually interesting in the postseason, not during the regular season. But Cam Newton's presence gives this team 
a certain pizzazz, a certain sway, swagger, and gives him a chance to resuscitate a career that once seemed Hall of Fame bound. I'm fascinated by it. Uh, by the way, Adrian Peterson released by the Washington football team. I know that he wants to play a couple more years. He wants to try to go after Emmett Smith's all-time rushing record. And had he not been suspended, uh, some of the problems that he's had, he would be right there on the doorstep of Emmett Smith's all-time record. And that feels like if, if Peterson doesn't get it, which I don't think he will, I don't know if anybody touches that because of the running back and now what we ask the running back to do. I mean, Frank Gore, it, I guess if Frank Gore plays five more years, and who knows, with Frank Gore, maybe he will. Then maybe he could get there, but Adrian Peterson was on a direct route to be in the all-time you know, career rushing uh, yardage holder. All right, let me get some phone calls in here. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. And then coming up, McLovin is going to give us an against-the-grain headline headline draft, storyline draft. <laughs> yes, this is going to be a Dan Patrick Show top NFL storyline draft presented by Against the Grain Production. Okay, and that'll so, be coming up in about 15 minutes. Yeah, so I'll give you guys 12 headlines to choose from, and we're going to rank them and put them on danpatrick.com. Ooh, okay. Now, so are we drafting? How does the draft work? It's like a it's like a hot quarterback draft, or a, <laughs> you Ooh. know, like whatever draft. So hmm. I'll give like Todd will get the first pick. He say I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the biggest story of the year, for example. Oh, okay. So like ranking, oh, because you oh. can Google right now, like what's the top storyline coming here? Which, by the way, I do have a poll uh, that's related to that. Okay, who has more pressure on him this year? Cam Newton with New England. Or Tom Brady with Tampa Bay. <laughs> Who's got the pressure? It's Tom. It's definitely Tom. Yeah, I mean, Cam was kicked to the curb by Carolina. So he's kind of playing loose there? Well, the pressure is on Belichick because he let Brady walk, but the, all the pressure is on Brady. I mean, management is feel will feel the pressure in New England if it doesn't go well. But Cam, Cam had no place to go. And the Patriots bring him in at a you know bargain basement price, and I don't know if anybody's expecting greatness out of him. I mean, they might now because I, it feels like Belichick has gushed more about Cam Newton in the last week than he did the last ten years about Tom Brady. Might be a little hyperbole in there, but not much because it feels like Bill Belichick loves Cam Newton, and I think he's always loved Cam Newton. I don't know if that's one of those. I wonder how Brady takes this. I wonder, and maybe it's not Brady, it's Giselle. Like, didn't Giselle have a quote in the, in the book that Jeff Benedict wrote? It was something about Belichick treating Tom like he's Johnny effing Foxborough? <laughs> I don't know what that meant. She's got the best quotes. Man. I don't know if she knows what they mean. Like, Tom is Johnny effing Foxborough? I like that Tom right now, he's in that spot where he thinks everything is about him. Like everything Belichick says is like, oh, that's another shot at me. And then Belichick will be like, no, actually, it's not about you, but it really is. You know? Oh, everything. It's like it's like an X, a scorned X. Like a Belichick subway commercial? Is Everything's there? a subtweet at Tom. Yeah. Like, oh, that's totally a shot at me. Well, he's got to keep that chip on his shoulder. You know, you, you have a supermodel, you've got your legacy, Hall of Fame, you've got, uh, you're the greatest quarterback of all time, 
And he still feels like he's that, what, fifth-round draft pick. Pick number 199. (laughs) Surprised that's not on his uh, license plate. Uh, Cam Newton, 182 touchdown passes in his career, 58 rushing touchdowns. So he's the only quarterback in history with at least 50 touchdown passes, at least 50 rushing touchdowns. I just don't, I mean, he's got to put up like three really, really good years and have some playoff uh, numbers as well. He has under 30,000 passing yards, but he's going to have, he's going to have 5,000 rushing yards by the end of this season. He's had 4,800. Um, only player in NFL history with at least 25 touchdown passes, 10 rushing touchdowns in a season. Hmm. Yeah, I, do, I just don't, I don't know if, like Steve Young had a kind of a truncated Hall of Fame career. It wasn't a lengthy career, but he was great when he got the chance to start. Cam is a little more along the lines of Randall Cunningham than he is Steve Young. You know, with these guys who can run and throw, because Randall was spectacular. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if uh, he's able to play. Plus, he doesn't have a lot of offensive weapons in New England. Yes, McLovin. I mean, look what Brady had no weapons last year and it fell apart. I don't think people are going to have Cam slack because they're going to expect 2015 Cam when he doesn't have the team around him. Yeah, you're right. Nobody gives Cam any slack. They're going to be like, okay, now you're with the Patriots. You know, now you're with the good team. But, but it's unproven receivers oh, except for Edelman no. everywhere. No, that, that's why if you're, you just say, well, Brady wanted out of this environment. And part of that environment was I keep going out there and you keep changing our philosophy, the players you bring in, uh, you know, you got to help him out a little bit. Like Aaron Rodgers probably looked at Tom Brady and went, well, things could be worse. I could have his weapons. You can't even call them weapons in New England, can you? Like, is Julian Edelman a weapon now? Probably not. Is Sony Michelle a weapon? Nikhil Harry a weapon? Yes. yes. Is that yes, Eden? Breakout year. Oh, for Nikhil Harry? Yes. Well, better be. Better be. Uh, Corey in San Diego is back. Hi, Corey. What do you have for me today? Hey, Corey. Hey, Corey. Bye, Corey. Uh, Phil in Indiana is back with us. Hi, Phil. Hey, Dan, always a pleasure. Um, You were talking about the transcendent and transformational NBA players, I think, and I wanted to get your thoughts. You'd have to add Wilt Chamberlain in there. He changed kind of the goaltending rule. And then I think Dr. J, he kind of made it really fashionable to do the athletic kind of in-air moves. And I wanted to get your thoughts on both those guys. Yeah, I'll give you uh, Dr. J. Good to hear from you, Phil. Have a good weekend. Wilt was different. I mean, I'm talking about you know, Allen Iverson, it's not just the way he played or his size, but everything about him on and off the court. And, you know, when you started to see tattoos on the floor, really did it, it started around Iverson. And then what he wore when he go to a press conference and, you know, the dress, the dress code was for him and Steve Nash, from what I'm told. And it's Commissioner Stern who told me, Because I thought, you know, how are people going to look at this if it's, you know, looks like it's directed at Allen Iverson. And then he gave me that uh, 
Steve Nash also played a role in that because Nash looked like he just stepped out of Point Break, you know, where you'd go, oh, okay, ripped jeans, concert shirts, and you'd go, oh, okay. And so it was, it was, I think, directed at uh, Iverson and also Steve Nash. Uh, Kirk in San Diego. Hi, Kirk. What do you have for me today? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Happy Friday. Hey, look, uh, it's a look, I'm a big Laker fan out here, but I'm looking at the, the Rockets potentially coming in and stealing a game tonight. I think, you know, it's not going to be about them being worn down from the other series. These guys have been rested. This is, you know, they're kind of getting into almost midseason form right about now. So I don't see that being an issue for, for Houston as far as their uh, stamina. And one thing I wanted to, another thing I want to bring up, and I'll let you go, but I, um, Stupid stat of the day. They had a thing. They were talking about how the Milwaukee Bucks are. Wait, do you need do you need music? Do you need theme music for the stupid stat of the um, day? Can, yeah, you want to go for it? Uh, sure. All right. So. Yeah, you know, stupid stat of the day. They had this thing. They were talking about how Milwaukee was 0-12, went down 2-0 um, in series in their in their franchise history. And I'm like, well, who really cares franchise history? I don't care when City Monster. Oh, oh, man. Sorry about that, Kirk. Thanks for joining us. Rogue wave. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, tidal wave just sorry. gobbling you up. Thank you, Kirk, for calling. That's it. No, he's done. <laughs> no, Marvin, hang up. Let's go. Oh, he got man. hit by the wave. I love that so much because you could just tell right oh, from their pacing. You're like, so oh, this guy doesn't have a chance. He's going to get crushed. Stupid stat of the day. And I went, oh, you got to hurry. Got to hurry. All of a sudden, you just see that 50-foot wave that's going to just crush you. And you want to help him. Yes, Todd. And he was so excited to give Sidney Moncrief a shout-out, and it just got him right in the middle of a Sidney Moncrief love. Thank you, Todd. Welcome. Uh, let me see. What else do we have here? Kyle in California. Hi, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> What's going on, DP? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning, Kyle. Uh, first off, on the Earl Thomas thing, uh, I don't want to touch a guy, two of maybe the top five franchises as let go of, but knowing that he'll probably be a cowboy by the end of the weekend. And um, I'm interested tonight. Let's see if Giannis plays more than 40 minutes. Uh, Toronto, Lowry, and Van Vliet each played over 40. They needed it. And DP, for the love of me, I don't get bringing the ice cold guy off the bench. It's like bringing Gronk in to stop that Hail Mary. Makes no sense. Yeah. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah, Greek freak. Now's the time. Got to play big boy minutes, man. Here's your season tonight. I got I to gotta just say, whatever you have, leave it out on the court. There's no minutes restrictions. You, you play, and uh, if you don't want to come out, you tell me you don't want to come out. That's, that's the approach that I would have. Because you got to have them out there. Uh, Ted in Tampa. Hi, Ted. How's morale in Tampa with your Buccaneers? Hey, morale's great. Uh, I guess you heard uh, we signed Leonard Fournette yesterday. Yeah, I, I heard that. <laughs> Thank you, Ted. Ted. One, one year for $3 million. Ted, 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 I, Ted, I do this for a living. Yeah, this morning, though, <laughs> we got a hot one for you. Okay. Uh, Matt Gay, our kicker that's uh, kicked the last two or three years, uh, Aaron's lost all confidence in him, so they cut him at 7 o'clock this morning. And uh, Ryan's... Ryan Suckup yeah. is uh, designated as the Buckers' number one kicker. All right. Well, thank you, Ted. 
And they also cut uh, defensive tackle Kyle Love. And they also cut the special teams captain from last year, uh, Darian Agawali. All right. Thank you, Ted. Thank you for that update. You know what? Call in later if you have more updates for me. That's uh, Ted in Tampa. Ted normally calls in to tell me that the Buccaneers offensive line isn't any good. I love that dude. Our Buccaneers insider, Ted. He's like our beat reporter. Yeah. Uh, he's got the scoop. Yeah, Bucks beat reporter. Let's bring in Ted. Ted. Hey, I'm going to guess by now you heard. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the, the Bucks signed Leonard Fournette. No kidding. Ted, are you at Bucks camp? No, I'm out walking the dog right now. My bunions are killing me. Back to you, DP. Man, what, did, what was going on there? I love that. We need more of that. Like, Ted. Ted, I do this for a living. We need so much more of that. Oh, God. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Ted. All right, let's take a break. We'll do McLovin's headline game or something like that, whatever it is. The the headline in the NFL. We're going to rank the headlines. It's a headline draft. No, I think it's a storyline draft. Storyline, not headline. I think so. Okay. All right, well, you're the one that's creating yeah, this. But I'm not sure what the difference is. It's... A storyline would lead to a headline, and a headline would then be about a storyline, wouldn't it? I'm getting nervous about this segment. Very, very nervous. Well, you built it up this morning. (laughs) I didn't build it up. I just mentioned it. No, no. You go, hey, hey, I got a storyline draft presented by Against the Grain Productions. That part I was very excited about. I even did a little trademark on the sheet, Mm. a little trademark sign. Mm. All right, we'll take a break. I don't know what McLovin has got in store for us, but you can find out with me right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast is 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. All righty, college football this weekend. What are some of the marquee matchups this weekend, Paul? Dan, I'm in heaven. It's directional school, Palapalooza. Uh, Eastern Kentucky versus Marshall. Okay. Middle Tennessee versus Army. SMU, Texas State. Houston Baptist, Hubap as we call them, versus North Texas. Arkansas State versus Memphis. Stephen F. in Austin versus UTEP. And then Monday, Dan, on the holiday, BYU versus Navy. Ooh, that's at West Point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Middle Tennessee at Army is uh, Saturday at West Point. Yeah. BYU at Navy. Oh, BYU at Navy. I'm sorry. Good, yeah. good slate. Yeah, I like that. All right, McLovin came up with some concoction. It's called NFL Storyline Draft, presented by Against the Grain Productions. Trademark. Yes. Uh, so how's this work, though? Okay, so we're going to go around the room. I, we're going to go counterclockwise. Todd has the first pick. Mm-hmm. I have the second pick, and so on. We're going to decide what is the top storyline of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. So, like, ranking the top 12 storylines, basically. Okay. So I'm going to start with, on the clock, Todd Fritz. Do we need music, Seaton? I think we need something. <laughs> Usually does. Yes. Okay. Right, I know it's a boring pick, but I got to go Tom Brady and the Bucks being the number oh. one. From if the it's first. a boring pick, then why would you pick that the best exciting storyline of the, the year? One, that's the one I feel like that's the storyline of the draft based on these 12 choices. That is the number one. Oh, McLovin came up with a, board, a chalkboard here. Or- yeah, I forgot to mention I have a physical board. You And here's the thing. You are not allowed to go off my board because I know you want to. Okay. That is what I'm afraid of. Okay. So, so he, if you are watching on Peacock, you could see my board. Okay. So, so who's next? Todd went Todd Brady. I'll go second. Right. Uh, I am going to go 
Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott playing on a franchise tag, Mike McCarthy, new coach. All right. That goes to Seton O'Connor, number three. And so by picking this, what exactly do I get? I, like I own the storyline or I just, it's the, I'm just saying it's the one I'm most interested in. That's yes, nice. you don't own the storyline. Yeah, I don't know what the game is here. Well, you don't get anything. It's just a way to like discuss what's the top storyline going in the NFL season. My arms are killing me holding up this board. Well, but... you could hold. You could put down the board, but then I won't be able to see you. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll take um, Cam Newton and the Patriots. Good. Good one, Paul. You're up. I'm going uh, a little deeper. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. If the Packers slip up a little bit and they don't make the playoffs, that's saucy. Okay, that's number four. Uh, Dan, you're up with the number five pick top storylines of the NFL season. By the way, uh, on the big board, I should tell you, social justice, sitting out of game, and coronavirus are on the list. It's not just players. All right. I'm going to go race for the number one pick. That's my next pick. Now, who do you got in there? Is that just the Jags, Panthers, yeah. Redskins? Well, I, I think it's fascinating if you have a team that may have a quarterback and that they end up with the number one pick. But it, it appears as if Jacksonville's trading. Didn't they just trade their starting safety? Yeah. Or they just shipped him out. So uh feels like they're all in. You have uh, two picks, Dan. Oh, way. I have two You're picks. The, you're the snake. Okay. I don't want to take coronavirus because I just hope it's not a storyline. So I'm going to go Lamar Jackson's next. What he does for an encore. Okay, I like it. Tell you Oh, it's Paul. Uh, back down. The snake yeah. draft. Okay. I'm going to go social justice. I'd be surprised if it doesn't isn't a big topic early in September. All right. Seton O'Connor. Uh... I'm going to take second-year quarterbacks. I feel like that's a real oh. value pick because I get, I get four players in one. <laughs> that's, a, that's a value pick. Okay. Man, I'm up next. I wanted second-year quarterbacks so bad. Uh, I am going to go... Uh, this is mean. This uh, you turned me on to, Dan. Big Ben returns yeah, for the okay. Steelers. Yeah. Now they're talking about maybe a contract extension for Ben. If he plays well with that defense... Steelers going to be great. All right, Todd, you get two picks, and then we're on the last round, believe it or not, at the mm-hmm. NFL story. Wow, after. flew by. Man, it did. I am going to take, I'm going to take coronavirus <laughs> in the number 10 spot of these 12, and I'm going to go, and so it's now between Drew Brees and the Saints' last chance and the rookie quarterback, Burrow and Tua, and I'm going to go with Drew Brees and the Saints' last chance. All right. Oh, wait a second. I just realized I gave us 12 options on here. For five for, people. For five people. <laughs> <laughs> right, on, right on cue. I don't know if we're going to... All right, well, we had two more choices here. What am I stuck with, Todd? I know you've been paid. Rookie, no, it's done. No, I think rookie quarterbacks is the only one that wasn't picked in the street. Yeah, so that's it. It was supposed to be three rounds, but I miscalculated because I looked at the four guys. Who, who took Big Ben returns? I did. Oh. So uh, we're going to post the top ten storylines of the NFL season. This segment needs uh, mini helmets. That's the word from Chat Rose. We need some mini helmets. One of of the great, (laughs) great moments we've had is when McLovin, you know, it was like when you um, have a project and you bring it to class 
and you're going to try to show the class what you're doing. And he had all these little miniature helmets, and they all kept falling off. Yeah, they were actually Todd's son's helmets. And Todd's like, you can't lose that. Jordan will kill me if I, I lose the Cardinals happy. helmet. It was like little helmets all over the place. The little <laughs> stickers of the sides of the helmet were coming off. They were scratched up. I couldn't find the Steelers. And the, it was not good. Oh, my God. Can I recap here? I was so, in a bad place. The top stories are Tom Brady and the Bucks, Cam Newton, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Well, let's go around the room. Who yeah. thinks that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers is the number one storyline? So everybody here, Tom Brady, number one storyline? Okay. All right. Uh, then I believe number two. Who believes the Dallas Cowboys are the second biggest storyline this year? Well, McLevin, you voted for it. Now you're <laughs> apprehensive about raising your hand? I just think it's Dak Prescott on that franchise tag is going to be... You're just going for clicks. But isn't that going to be... They have so much... They look really good. Like, um, I'm reading a lot of Super Bowl picks out there, and people are tempted to take the Cowboys. Yes, Tom. Doesn't Cam Newton and the Pats go way ahead of Dak Prescott? In my opinion. No, because they're the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys garner more attention than anybody. And that's why, you know, we'll focus on... Every single game will be a referendum on... Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, Jerry Jones, every single game. Now you're going to have that with Cam, you're going to have that with Belichick, not as much with Cam, but you'll have it with Cam as well. Yes, he. It seems like I mean they're not really on field issues, but it feels like coronavirus and social justice are going to be possibly the two most dominant storylines all season. They could be, but I I couldn't bring myself to picking those as being. I, I, I was doing hopeful storylines. You want to do like real football storylines, yeah. not yeah. all of the surrounding stuff storylines. Yes, because coronavirus will always linger. Social justice will be front and center the first month of the season. And then what happens after that? If do players take a stand and do something the first week of the season? Do they skip a game? Do they? Is there something that's going to be in play here that we don't know? It's been quiet, and I've actually reached out to a source on this, and just and I even asked him that like two nights ago. I said, "What are you hearing about the players?" I didn't get anything from him, so I don't know. I think it. I think that'll be front and center the first month of the season. Corona just hangs there, and. Uh, but I think the football on the field, Brady and his success or lack thereof, will be the number one storyline from start to finish. Yes, McLovin. I was going to ask, does it seem like the NFL is a bit of Teflon with coronavirus? Like somehow they've avoided being in the headlines for coronavirus. Um, is that going to change? The season hasn't started yet. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but you know, the season hasn't started yet. And... The one thing I was told, wait till weeks eight or nine, wait till teams are out of the playoff picture. How are players going to act, react? What's it going to be like when they go on the road? Like there's just, there's a lot of things that you can factor in that maybe you don't want to factor in, but we should. All right. A couple of phone calls. Oh, Corey in San Diego is back. Hey, Corey, what happened? Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. Uh, I got a shower of shame bet for you, but first I want to mention that the Padres last week scored seven in the seventh to win with a walk-off. Two days ago they scored eight in the eighth to win versus the Angels. And my shower of shame bet is, whoever wants to take it, I bet the San Diego Padres win the World Series. 
who wants some of that action. Who wants a piece of Corey's action there? Seton, you stepped right up to the plate. Uh, only because of uh, only because Corey said, who wants some of that action? I was like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> All right, Corey. Who wants some of that Seton, action? Seton wants a piece of the action with a shower of shame at stake. You have the Padres winning the World Series. Seton gets everybody else. Perfect. I'll take it. All right. I love it. Corey sounds as confident. Remember the guy yeah. who predicted Tiger Woods winning the Masters? And that might have been a shower of shame as well. I think we got a lot of them floating out there that... I had Mario write him down because we had so many showers of shame and I didn't even realize it'd be like, uh, you know, I, and I have one with McLovin that I said Trevor Lawrence wouldn't be the number one pick in the draft. So I have a shower of shame hanging uh, in the balance. You know, a lot could happen. They're going to play. Oh, I know. I know. But, you know, the odds were in your favor when I took the bet, but that's OK. I was uh, I, I was trying to uh, it was a hot take on my part. That was my attempt. I'm not very good at hot takes. Did Michael Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser invent the sports hot take? I just started, I, I wondered about this, and Wilbon's going to join us next hour. But when you think of, you only have 60 seconds on each of their items on, pardon the interruption, and you have to get out your thoughts, and you're splitting 60 seconds with your co-host, so you have 30 seconds to give me something of substance. Did Wilbon and Kornheiser ruin sports talk by, I mean, did they come up with the sports hot tick? Yes, Paul. I would say no, because Wilbon and Kornheiser are genuine in what they believe in their takes. They're not, uh, they're not countering each other just to counter each other. There's other shows that are more scripted and concocted where one person takes one side and one takes another, whether they believe in it or not. Yeah. You could fill in the blank on the names. Okay. Those um, are hot takes. Hot takes are overly predicting something for the sake of getting attention. Mm. You know, when you might not necessarily believe it or you over predict it or over call okay. something in my mind. Okay. Yes, Todd. And Kornheiser and Wilbon, they aren't, they aren't yelling and screaming and well, they do. Yeah, but they don't, they're not, they're not doing it for effect. They're doing it because of the, for me, I think they're doing it because of their passion in the moment of what they believe in, as opposed to that louder means you're more right. Wait, are you calling out somebody, calling them frauds? You can, you can connect the dots wherever you want, but I'm saying, but louder Whoa. doesn't mean better. And I've told my kids that many times by yelling something when they were growing up, doesn't make you more right or anything that you're saying is more factual because yeah, but you, yelled at, at you yelled at the big old girl. I did, and I, I was wrong for that. But I, You I, had I, a hot take on not getting an onion bagel. That. Now that you mentioned it, yeah, I got, uh, <laughs> kind of got in her face a little bit and got a little with my mask on. Do you think that she actually had onion bagels, but she just wanted to, that like that was her hot take back? Is, I think that maybe they had a couple in the back and they were going to get rid of the last few and then seeing my immature reaction, they just dumped them and said, well, I'm not going to Once again, you were in a bad place, but not anymore. Place. We're back now. You're I got a, the onion bagels, were, chat roast, in, and bagels and cream cheese. You were in a bad way. I was in a bad way. Over an onion bagel. W-E-I-G-H way. Because, you know, the carbs. Thank you, Todd. Uh, Jeff in Detroit, before we take a break. Uh, the Pac-12 tw- Pac commissioner is going to join us at the top of the hour, Larry Scott. Uh, yes, Jeff. What up, though? On a meat Friday there, Dan. How's everything going? Shout out to Chad Rowe. Where are you? You guys doing good today? Wait, what's going on? Hmm? What's going on with the car? Oh, sorry. I'm. Oh, sorry. I was just getting in the car. My bad. Okay. Right. My bad. I know I get. Uh, sorry about that, brother. Sorry okay. about okay. that. Okay. Right. Uh, today, <laughs> this week's show been wonderful. The snark assassin, Paulie himself, has been on point, taking them out. He is very funny. Very, very funny. Um, my question to you is this: <clears throat> Which one would do more for their legacy, and which one would you be impressed more with? LeBron winning with the third team 
or Tom Brady winning signs Bill Belichick and with a new team. Oh, look at Jeff bringing some heat. I like it. Thanks for the phone call, Jeff. We'll discuss. Have a good weekend, as always. Let me take a break on that. Who would benefit more from winning a title, Tom Brady or LeBron James? We'll take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. 
It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I don't seek out Rush music, but if I stumble upon it, then I listen. But it's not like I go, well, I'd like to hear something from 2112 or you know, Tom Sawyer or anything. But then if I you know, find, no matter where it is in the song, then I'll listen to it. That just sounded like five songs at the same time to me. Yeah. I don't know. How, I don't understand how they got from the beginning part to that sort of middle part where it revs up. And then all of a sudden he starts singing like seven times. <laughs> like, wow, this is like how this is wild. Uh, this is a college color day. Is that right, Todd? College colors day. Correct. Yeah. But I, they sent me a USC shirt, but there's no color in here. It's, White is a color. It's a, it's not a great color. There's to, a little maroon and gold, I think, in there somewhere. A little couple of lines I thought I saw there. Okay. Not what you had in mind. You're looking for a lot more in the maroon and gold. I don't thing. think it's maroon. It's not? Well, I don't know. What what are USC's official colors? I, I, I like, that looks like gold. gold. I don't know if they're maroon. I don't, what, co- what shade of red is USC? That's a good question. I got, yeah, you know what you do? You Google it. Could Google it. Yeah, that's, that's how that I'm works. I'm pretty confident it's maroon. Though. One is, thing you should know on College Colors Day, Dan. What, what do you have, Paul? I'm double checking. I've seen mixed reports here. I've like a cardinal and gold. I think that's mm. it's cardinal. But then, can I you thought, have cardinal with Stanford? I thought Stanford was. I don't know, but they they sent me a shirt, but it, there's no. I mean, white's not really a color. No, that's fair. It should have been more in the other colors. Yeah, less white. The fighting white. You got to give it a name. Something. There are thousands of people in Los Angeles right now, USC alum, losing their minds. Yeah. Like, like yelling at their radio, like, it's, you know, like they know, know. the exact. Well, it's, it's like when if it you, was a paint can, they would be like, it's J2115. <laughs> but, but it's like when you say Texas. Oh, man, I, I love that orange. It's burnt orange. It's burnt orange. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Right, because uh, Alabama is crimson and white. Yeah. But then like Indiana goes like, I think, crimson and cream. Not white, but cream. All right. Do I have to Google USC's colors? Is that what's going on here? It's tan tone. Is it tan tone? Tan tone. Oh no! What it is? Pan tone. It's a two hundred one C. As a matter of fact, or a one two three C. That's yeah. Pantone. The gold I, is actually PMS one two three C. I don't think that there are people yelling at their radio going, "It's Pantone." It's Pantone. <laughs> oh my God! How does he not know this? It's Pantone. <laughs> His kids went to USC. Oh, but that's, that's not a great word. Like you know, I remember the day I first slipped on that Pantone two hundred one C jersey <laughs> yeah. and got out there to play, flying the V. What? Yes, McLovin. Remember when I said fight on maize and yellow? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I went, no, no, that's, it's, it's, it's not, it's maize and blue. And it's not fight on. It's a Friday. Why is Larry Scott, the commissioner of Pac-12, coming on the show? He's a big fan of the Dan Patrick show. I, I, 
I don't know if he is or not, but they don't come on if they don't have something to say. I have to believe that there's maybe something optimistic and uh, we're going to have Pac-12 football. Let's look at it that way. Okay, what has changed? These uh, rapid tests, I guess, uh, that didn't exist before or just came to light. That's- Weren- weren't every- everybody was worried about the he- uh, heart condition? Wasn't that the big thing three weeks ago? Is it still an issue? Like, I, It's hard to keep track of what's important, not important, what's going to happen, can't happen. Is the Big Ten going to have a vote today or tomorrow? What's the Pac-12 going to do? I, Pac-12, that shocked me. Now, the Big Ten, I know they're trying. But the Pac-12, Pac-12, it feels like, might be closer than the Big Ten, believe it or not. But we'll talk to the commissioner coming up top of the hour. Liz in California joins us right now. Good morning, Liz. What's on your mind? Hey. Hey, Liz. 5'11", 5'11", 186. And that's eight months postpartum. Wanted to throw that in there. Okay. Um, (laughs) Calling this morning, I'm an alumnus of uh, Riverside Poly High School home of the one and only Reggie Miller. Oh, nice. Um, he gave us a nice a Clippers broadcast last night. Had to throw in that Kawhi is not from Riverside. He's from Moreno Valley. Um, so got a good laugh from that. And um, my husband is actually managing a remodel there. We're building a new gym. So I wanted to extend the invite. Reggie wanted to come to a fight walk and come see his old stomping grounds. All right. Well, thank you, Liz. Uh, pass that on to Reggie. And uh, Reggie giving a shout out to his high school there. Uh, Aaron in Ohio joining us. Hi, Aaron. What's on your mind? Hey, DP. Hey, uh, well, I want to talk about my Browns, but but really quick, since you guys played Rush again, um, you probably said the other day that all Canadians love Rush. My, my wife is Canadian. Uh, by the way, Tupac Shakur, same day, same month, same year. Um, and and I can tell you definitively that the notion that all Canadians love Russ, Rush is, is false. Wow. As for, as for my Browns, I just wanted to, to call in and say how glad I am that the Browns are not on McLovin's list and not on the storylines this year. All right. Well, thank you, Aaron. They'll be on the storyline list if they actually play well. Uh, oh, Jeff in Detroit brought up who could benefit the most from winning a championship, Tom Brady or LeBron James. I'm going to say LeBron James. I I think, you know, Brady's already like he's the greatest of the greatest and even greater. I don't know. But he does get one more than Belichick, right? Now, LeBron... Because LeBron, if he gets to his fourth, now all of a sudden it gets interesting, and he does it with a third team. Three teams. Yeah. Mm, That's tasty. Yeah, do it with the Lakers, do it in the bubble, everything that's gone on, I'd say LeBron. I mean, if Brady wins it, that's a big deal. But if LeBron wins it, if you're looking at legacy, uh, LeBron would benefit more from winning another title. Yes, he Is that because... Uh, and like you sort of already said this, but because Brady's already the yeah. the goat, LeBron's trying to get his way into that top three discussion. Yeah. Yes. Maybe Paul Pierce would put LeBron in his top five if LeBron won a title with his third team and have four titles there. I don't know, but LeBron was the Scottie Pippen to Dwayne Wade's Michael Jordan. Man, we're throwing that around. Like, I, I, I don't remember it that way. 
And the fact that if the Greek freak was up two games to none, would he still be Scottie Pippen? That's the flaw in that hot take by Richard Jefferson. Yes, he does uh, Tom Brady have to win the Super Bowl or does he just have to do better than the Patriots? Um, probably both. Probably both. You know, we're going to be looking at records, but they're, you know, one's in the AFC, one's in the NFC. But Tampa's got big expectations. Not that New England doesn't. Commissioner of the Pac-12 joins us in 10 minutes from now here on the Dan Patrick Show. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.